Love that noise. We're starting off today with two banger clips. Starting off hot. We got two banger clips lined up. We got um, some racism to end off Black History Month. You know, this will be the last episode in February. Yeah. Got a little bit of racism. And uh, one of our favorite political conventions just happened, mm-hmm. CPAC. Love CPAC. Apparently, it happens all the fucking time now. Yeah, the quarterly CPAC. The quarterly CPAC. <laughs> first, first quarter of uh, 2024, we got our first CPAC. So we got a clip from Michael Knowles that we got to look at, too. Just absolute, I would say, heavy hitters. We got heavy on hitters. this episode to start Bangers. Off. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how else to describe these. I think we can just jump in this first one. A Fox News clip. It's hot. This is one of the best Fox News clips I've seen in a while. Clip is steamy. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how, how they can... Uh, I don't know how they can air this. <laughs> oh, I don't know how they could air this, certainly. I don't know if they could ever top this in my mind. This is good. This is good. And the Real t- good. Mm, roll the clip. Let's go. Let's go. I was on social media last night. Very interesting. As you see, black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. And Trump understands culture like no politician I've ever seen. Oh he, my God. He talks like he's never spoken to a black person before ever. I don't know what's <laughs> more offensive saying, like stereotyping all black people to be sneakerheads or suggesting that because they're sneakerheads, they'll like the ugly ass Trump high tops. And in Black like, History that's Month? That's so offensive. During Black History Month is crazy. Yeah. Oh, buzzer beater in Black History Month. He got that in the last week of Black History Month just to say, like, oh, yeah, black voters will love these fucking gentrified ones. Absolutely insane. And then he just, he just, oh, cherry on top. He goes, black voters, especially those in the inner city, they fucking <laughs> love shoes. They love shoes. Oh, my God. It's just so crazy that he has the audacity to drop that take in February. And he thought, he was doing something he he was it too. The, the way he was speaking he's like he he felt enlightened when yeah. he was delivering this uh this bit of knowledge if you can call it that he, yeah he was like uh, the, these shoes they just they cut through the culture and, and trump <laughs> knows culture they're connecting on a deeper level you know they're really these these shoes they're just touching the soul of every black person because every black person <laughs> is a sneakerhead genetically so fucking insulting to, <laughs> to suggest that they would buy those ugly ass trump shoes the sneaker essentialism <laughs> oh my god Oh, what a clip. What a clip. But uh, that's not all. That's not all. Oh, no, no, no. We can't. You know, we cannot stop there. And um, you told me you haven't heard this Michael Knowles clip. I just have yet. not. Uh, it's quite the banger. Um, I don't even know that I should I should lead into it. I think you should just go in blind and okay. see what our boy Michael Knowles has to say. Now, a he is a friend CPAC. of the show. He is at CPAC. And you'll remember uh, last year when he was at CPAC, he dropped a banger saying that he we should um, eradicate trans people. Yes. Um, you'll remember that was a big news story. We titled our episode Michael Genocide Knowles. Uh-huh. Uh, it got a lot of attention from right wingers that were not very happy with our characterization. And of you know, his position. you know, I, I, he's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, he's got some big shoes to fill coming back the year after. Yeah, come and he on. Was, he was low key hyping this up. Like he, he oh. was like uh, before before he went on to speak, he was posting on Twitter some shit. Like you remember last year? He, well, I got a banger you for you he, this year. He was pulling a little Nick Fuentes. This is going to be the yeah. most <laughs> yeah. racist, the most anti-Semitic speech I have ever delivered. Yeah, and I will say, you know, it doesn't reach the heights of we need to eradicate trans people but it's still um i was baffled okay when i took a look at this clip so let's take a listen to what our boy thought leader michael knowles has to say and really turn a couple of men or a couple of women or three men and a billy goat for that matter into a marriage 
That's just not what marriage is. No disrespect is intended to anyone. Some people don't want to get married. Okay, there's no obligation. But marriage has a meaning. Marriage is and always has been the union of a man and a woman ordered toward the procreation and education of children. If you don't like that, don't blame me. <laughs> I didn't set the rules. It wasn't the mean old conservatives who did this. We did not invent marriage. Marriage is a natural institution. <laughs> it just is what it is. The left will slander us as hateful for observing this fact. <laughs> marriage, marriage, something that we invented and defined yeah. and is like ever changing throughout society and what it means throughout history. Uh, that's something that was given to us from God as it is right now uh -huh. in 2024. Sorry. It, marriage has never looked any different than what it looks like in 2024. Sorry. Marriage is something we discovered in nature. Yes. Uh, and so are the federal benefits that come along with being married. I, and if you're gay, <laughs> you just should not have access. I, to I happened across the marriage tree one one day and all of a sudden my taxes were lowered. Exactly. That's something that existed. <laughs> death and taxes, you know, death taxes and marriage mm -hmm. as it is right now. Yeah, I, I love this Michael Knowles clip again. Not as big as him saying we should eradicate all trans people, but he's out here saying that marriage is like this natural phenomenon. Like, no dog, it's an institution we invented. Yes. Uh, we can decide the rules for it. <laughs> and it's crazy because, you know, gay marriage has been legal for 10 years now. Uh, I think uh, 2024 would be the 10 year anniversary of Obergefell or maybe next year. I don't know. Okay. But I mean, it's been around for like a decade, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Legalized throughout the entire United States. And, and it, this seems like pretty clear evidence here that he wants to um, reverse that decision. And you know, it's crazy because it's like we, one, baffling that Obergefell is 10 years old or maybe not even 10 years old in saying yeah. that it took that yeah. long for gay people to get married, for marriage equality to happen. And it's also crazy that we had like a couple years of them being quiet. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like what was it, last year, maybe late 2022, they just decided to just go full in on the, back, right back to this is a slippery slope. Yeah, and now, <laughs> we, now we have a bunch of red states passing laws that's like, yeah, local officials can reject gay marriage uh, or reject approving gay marriage licenses if they want Did to. Did you see the, the Tennessee law? Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, it's a one sentence law that the governor signed that says no one has has no one should be compelled to solemnize a marriage, mm -hmm. which means that anyone can deny you for any reason. Yeah. Any reason they want. Yeah. CPAC had some other bangers this year, too, uh, or I guess this quarter. Too. This quarter. Because uh, they, they were basically just saying, like, we should do Christian nationalism. Yeah. Which is pretty uh, sick. Jack Posobiec, known Nazi, right? Oh, yeah, a fascist yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Jack Posobiec got on there and I think he opened up CPAC by saying some shit like, we need to end democracy or this is the end <laughs> of democracy. We almost got there with January 6th yeah. and this is what we need to replace this with right here. And then everyone fucking clapped. Yeah. And it was like when Palpatine dissolved the uh, Republic. Yeah. And I, I saw a bunch of liberals like posting online saying like, hey, look, they literally want to do Christian nationalism. Yeah. And then they're responding with where it's like, you don't even know what Christian nationalism is. You're just using it as a, bud word, a buzzword it's, to attack us. It's, it's like you invoked it. You, <laughs> you did this. Not We didn't just bring it up. Yeah. You, you, you said it. You're you said the people that it. say God should be the root of all laws. You yeah. are the people that say that we are a Christian nation. You can't, you can't separate that. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that's like saying, yeah, we should literally do Christian nationalism. And then some libs are like, hey, 
Maybe not. And you're like, oh, well, you're just bringing this up as a buzzword. Oh, wow. Oh, you're just Come trying on, to bring man. this up and you're just trying to slander me. What mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Marriage is a natural institution. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, CPAC full of bangers as always. The evil convention met once again. Evil convention is crazy. Not as evil as last year, though, surprisingly. Yeah. Last yeah. year they had Victor Orban. Well, they got three more this year. That maybe they can <laughs> That's true. There's still time to top crazy. <laughs> Get us into the episode. Welcome back to Head in the Office, everybody. We've oh, got yes. quite the show for you today. We're going to be talking about IVF. Originally, uh, there was not going to be much today. As yeah. you know, we recorded on Tuesday this week because there was some uh, sickness befell yeah. the House of Hitto. Yeah. So so we, we got a little ahead of the news cycle, uncharacteristically. Yeah, short news week. But absolutely landmark, insane ruling dropped on Friday. Yeah, uh, short news week for us because we are recording on Saturday. So unfortunately, we will not have... South Carolina results in this episode. Devastating. But I'm going to assume I I can just like project my mind forward. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump wins, let's say 60-40. 60-40. Oh my God. Trump gets the delegates. Nikki Haley lost in her home state. Uh, but anyway, what an upset. Yeah, this episode we're talking about Alabama and the IVF ruling that you've probably heard about. Pretty big deal there. And then later on, we're going to be talking about crime. Yeah. Very exciting. Law and order crime Mm -hmm. podcast. Dun dun. Yeah, crime syndicates. Uh-huh. Uh, the mafia, even organized yeah, crime, the, it's a the, big problem. The modern day mafia that's coming and targeting uh, average mom and pop shops around exactly. the country. Exactly. You know? But before we get into that, I'll remind you all to become a patron, get Please. access to commercial free episodes, get access to early episodes, yes. so you don't have to miss the news cycle um, with the Wednesday we you, listeners. You, you can be right there with us when we don't know what the South Carolina primary results. Exactly. Are. Exactly. You, you could not know with us, and that's great. Patreon.com slash head in the office pod. Become a patron. Support the show. Mm-hmm. It's how we keep things running. So if you want to be a part of this beautiful American experiment, absolutely. Support small businesses. Absolutely. Uh, and also you can buy some Hitto merch, head in the office.com. We got an angel oh. investor shirt in frame it's right behind drip. Gage over here. It's, it's nice. Drip. It's nice. Head over to YouTube and subscribe. Follow us on TikTok if you're not already. Instagram, Twitter, Discord. It's all in the description That's for all you. Very fun. And if you want to support the show another way, completely for free, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can leave a five-star review on Apple. We've got just one today by Borgen Stein, I'm going to guess. Great show is the subject line. They say, Jeremy and Gage provide a hearty chuckle as unfettered capitalism drags the world down into a dystopian hellscape. Nice. Pretty, um... Pretty sad review. Pretty dire review. Incredibly dire. But hey, that's five stars for us. But hey, we got that out of the way. Now it's time for Hardy Chuckles. Oh yeah, now we're going to have uh, a really fun time talking about one of the best states in the union. Yes. Alabama. Oh, and one of my favorite branches of government, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court. Oh yeah, the Supreme Court of Alabama. Of Alabama, of yes. Um, you know, Alabama's a really great place, known for high standard of living. Uh, the Crimson Tide. Uh, known for not having any issues with drugs and drug addictions. Uh, uh-huh. Great place to raise your kids. Oh, yeah. Really just fantastic, outstanding state. Alabama ranked like 50 in everything. Oh, <laughs> Pretty sick. <laughs> Pretty sick place, Alabama. So for years, we've been talking about how pro-life arguments and policies really only lead to women being hurt, pregnant people being hurt, uh, and options being restricted, right? Like no matter how good faith these arguments mm-hmm. are, if you are using your often religious belief that life begins at conception to motivate policies, 
it just restricts freedom for people. It's bad. It's yes. not good. It's, it's very not bad. And every, dare I say, every <laughs> single time one of these policies have been implemented, there have been crazy news stories yeah. coming out about women just who did nothing wrong, who maybe even didn't even go for an explicit abortion, yeah. uh, being punished for it. Or like, you know, 14-year-olds having to travel to another state to get yeah. abortion care because they were victim of sexual assault or something along these lines. Uh, it's never good. It's never helpful. And we have another shining example of how these restrictive policies and this restrictive ideology, when it's imposed or mapped onto the state, hurts people. Mm -hmm. uh, hurts people even that want to have children, not yeah. people that are looking for abortion access. Of course, we're talking about how the Alabama Supreme Court just ruled that embryos created through in vitro fertilization, also known as IVF, are considered children. Ooh. That is the legal ruling from the Supreme Court of Alabama. This means that when a sperm and an egg is joined through the process of IVF, that is a human child with the legal rights, same as an actual newborn. Pretty Ins crazy to me. Insane. Yeah. In fucking sane. Especially like in IVF. Like those embryos are like six cells. Yeah. Literally six. They're six tiny. to ten. They're tiny. And then it gets frozen away. You're telling me that's a child? Yeah. I couldn't go freeze my child. Now, for those who don't know, IVF is, is just a medical procedure where sperm and egg, a sperm and an egg is combined outside of the human body. And then it's implanted into a uterus to grow if it passes various genetic tests mm -hmm. and things that they do on it, right? It's a fertility treatment. Yeah. It's a common fertility treatment. I think something like one in six Americans use some kind of fertility treatment, yep. IVF being one of them. And the embryos created through IVF are, as I said, tested for genetic abnormalities. And those with defects are often discarded because it could cause medical complications or it could even threaten the life of the mother, right? Yeah. It's, it's medicine. It's scientists practicing medicine. Also, there's human error. Sometimes uh, people that are involved in the process of IVF fuck things up. Mm -hmm. It happens. It's science. Uh, and this whole lawsuit actually started because a worker at a fertility clinic accidentally dropped a couple of frozen embryos. And then some interest group came in and sued them. And it went all the way up to the Alabama Supreme Court where this judge came out of nowhere and was like, yeah, well, embryos are frozen embryos created through IVF are actually human beings. Which is just like absolutely fucking insane. Yes. yes. I don't understand how this case even got picked up in the first place. Yeah. I, like, I feel like the grounds of this are just are just absolutely wild. Like, yeah, that sucks. Like, if you're having fertility issues and your embryos are are dropped, like the tray is dropped, multiple families, like, and now you have to start the process of IVF over, which takes time and money A and it's money. mentally and physically draining. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's awful. But the fact that this went so far up and became eventually so misconstrued that now it's just taking IVF off the table. Well, it's, it's ruling an embryo as a child. Yeah, especially because, yeah, think of the implications here, right? Like if somebody drops frozen embryos and they end up having to be discarded, like you said, that's awful because it takes time and money to go through this process. But that's just negligence. Yeah. It's not criminal. Or they didn't commit a murder. Or it's just not even negligence. It could just be an honest mistake. Yeah, an accident, right? Yeah, and it's also like what what happens to... I think when you get IVF, you have multiple embryos frozen, yeah. obviously, to yeah. see, to comb through which ones may be the best, which one might work the best. The freeze-thaw process in of itself could possibly damage embryos. Yeah. Like... <laughs> What are we doing? There's a lot of scientific complications because medicine is complicated and should be left to professionals, not political officials who have an agenda to push. Yeah. Uh, the ruling from the Alabama Supreme Court here would require fertility clinics to not discard any embryos created through IVF because that would obviously be murder. So what 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 the fuck do you do with them then? Yeah, well, do exactly. You, do you have to leave them frozen forever? It's insanely expensive to do that, by the way, uh -huh. and like uh, space consuming. Yeah, because the these they require storage, right? You can't just 
put them in any old freezer. Mm -hmm. It's an expensive process. It's probably storage in a minus 80. Yeah, yeah. and this ruling, of course, could open the doors to doctors and even families being sued for, quote unquote, killing an embryo because uh, embryos are human beings under this ruling yeah. in Alabama. Embryos are the same as murder. a child. Yeah. Conservatives love when, when you're talking about uh, trans rights, conservatives yep. love to appeal to this argument. Well, like uh, it's just not like my eyes. I'm not seeing a woman when I say, look at a trans woman dog. I'm not seeing a fucking kid <laughs> yeah. when I look at a cell. And I feel like the argument makes much more sense here. And now you're telling me doctors can be sued if like a, an embryo is discarded because of genetic abnormalities. Yeah. I thought y'all wanted people to have kids what happens when a freezer goes out mm-hmm. and a freezer yeah, power goes out outage. you lose all those power outage maybe happens the backups fail sometimes these freezers just don't work yeah you're telling me that if like a, a power outage a power outage happens at a fertility clinic and they lose like 300 embryos that that's like what fucking mass murder uh, <laughs> come on be so for real <laughs> like we're we're not being honest with ourselves here we're, we're being not, ridiculous we're not oh my god man it is just it is so fundamentally absurd to say that yeah. six cells are a child yeah well and the practical implication here of course is that clinics just won't do ivf treatments for yeah. fear of litigation right it's the because same they don't want to be sued and put in jail for murder mm-hmm. it's the same thing as why pharmacists in texas no longer dispense a rheumatoid arthritis medicine yeah because it could be also be used for abortion yeah, and this this isn't speculation. Three facilities in Alabama have already paused IVF services because of this. These are families that want to have kids that need to undergo a fertility treatment for whatever reason, and they can't do it because of this Alabama Supreme Court ruling. Like, that's all it is. It's it's so it's so wild for me that now like this ostensibly pro life policy is just anti family mm-hmm. because all pro life policies really just end up being anti family as we see women just I don't want to say well meaning but I'm sure you can you can understand what I mean by that like well meaning women who go and just want to have a normal pregnancy want to carry their pregnancy to term yeah complications happen and they get accused of having an abortion and can be thrown in jail or right. fined hundreds of thousands of dollars and yeah. their doctors sued and thrown in prison and that's why I say that's why I opened up this section by saying no matter how good faith these pro-life arguments are it's always going to result in harm because when you take it to its logical extreme and when you apply it via the law it just prevents people from having access to the care they need even to go and have a child Mm -hmm. right ivf isn't used by people who end up wanting to get an abortion oftentimes it's used by people that are struggling to get pregnant it's used by lgbtq people that don't get pregnant through conventional means i guess you could say it's used by cancer patients it's used by single mothers and used by so many more people because it's a it's a good advancement in medicine and when you take pro-life arguments again no good no matter how good faith they are to their logical extreme it just takes freedom away from people and it just harms people it stops families from being created this is what pro-life arguments (laughs) do do when you apply them on the legal level people it's insane actively trying to go out and have a family yes yes now let's contend with the argument directly though because you know we like to deal with arguments always we're talking about logical deductions you know i love breaking things down axiomatically we do, we do. <laughs> so the argument here pretty simple is that embryos are children right life begins at conception when you conceive a child via ivf uh, that's now a human being and, and deserves all the legal mm-hmm. rights the humans do. The first thing is, um, do they get social security numbers now? Are they can, can they be claimed as dependents on my taxes if yeah. I you know create an embryo via IVF? If a clinic burns down again, are doctors expected to save all the frozen embryos? Otherwise, right, that's like murder or something. If I put a hundred frozen embryos in the back of my car, can I drive in the HOV lane and not mm-hmm. expect to get pulled over? All of these arguments matter because if you say embryos are people with rights, you'd expect 
the answer to these questions to align with those embryos being human beings. But of course, we're not going to start assigning social security numbers to embryos because that's fucking ridiculous. Fundamentally absurd. Yes. Absolutely fundamentally absurd. And it's just, again, I can't get over the fact that it is is insane to say that an embryo, a literally... People people love to say, like, when talking about abortion, like, oh, you're aborting a clump of cells. Yeah. An embryo is literally a clump of cells. Yes. I would hardly call it a clump yeah. with how little well, cells are in there. You you, yeah. you cannot say that holds the same moral significance as a, as a child. An actual human. As an actual human walking around or maybe crawling around as a baby. It is not fundamentally the same. And we yeah. understand that when it comes to other aspects of society. When a person gets in a horrible accident and is now brain dead, we understand that it is okay to pull the plug on that person because they they can't function as a yeah. human anymore they can't be they can't really exist outside of them biologically still running a yeah. little bit we it's morally okay that we pull the plug mm-hmm. and it's a hard thing to do it's a thing that sucks to do and it's but not murder importantly. it's not murder we yeah. don't persecute the families that decide to pull the plug and we definitely don't persecute the doctors that <laughs> yeah. give inform them that that's a decision that they can make yeah we when we're dealing with an embryo we, we don't even have a thing that can think we don't even right. have a thing that has organs it has organelles like. <laughs> yeah. and that brings me to the next point that i was going to say which is these embryos that are created through ivf can't grow into fetuses or newborn babies without being inside of a womb Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes if they're never put into another human being there is no potential for them to become uh, a fully fledged newborn baby it can't happen And, and it's also like i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure during the normal process of like getting pregnant right when you have when when you have the egg that's fertilized actually inside you sometimes they just don't implant yeah is that murder mm-hmm. like seriously nobody would bat an eye thinking like oh my god dude the egg that shit got fertilized inside me it just didn't implant i have no idea i have no idea i just killed it the, the untold damage that i've done yeah no again it's it's fundamentally ridiculous and finally of course as we've already said you can't expect doctors to do their jobs if they have to utilize or save every single embryo that's created, right? Things go wrong. It's science. People yeah. make mistakes. Or sometimes as a part of the process, you discard embryos that, again, have, have genetic defects. If experts, medical experts, can't do their job through medicine, then the process, it just won't happen. It won't be an option for people anymore. Yeah, ab- absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. And it's also, I feel like this this instance, right, is just another example of like, no matter how maybe well-meaning you are about pro-life policy, mm-hmm. say you're just a regular person who just is pro-life, a normal stance that some people have. It's not a popular position, but it is one. All it takes is one fucking nut job to absolutely derail the whole entire thing. Yeah. It takes literally one extremist on in, say, like the legislature or a Supreme Court position or maybe a hand, small handful of extremists to just absolutely take rights away in a sweeping manner. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you expect people to, to even, uh, for a lot of people, I don't know how you expect those that rely on something like IVF to start a family if you're ma- actively and intentionally making it harder for these processes to exist in your state. Yeah. It's, it, it is straight up anti-family yeah. to, to be against IVF. And this isn't just sort of a, a one-off far-right extremist decision that's kind of like on the fringes. We have mainstream figures that are documented being in support of this decision, mm-hmm. even if they're sort of trying to walk away from it now. Nikki Haley, when she was asked about it, said, embryos to me are babies. She tried to walk back her statement. 
um, by saying she doesn't necessarily agree with the ruling, but she also didn't say like it's wrong and the legislature should write legislation to overturn this. Like, what are we doing? Why are we Why are we towing this weird line? Yeah. That's not even a line you can really like tow. That's just a stance. But like, why does she, Why does she try to do this? She's losing anyway. But yeah, it, it is it is revealing because if you want to be consistent and you think abortion is murder and you think life begins at conception, then yeah, this is the route you have to take legally. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. You're just allowing embryos, which are babies to you, to be killed. That's why we always say pro-life arguments on the legal level are fundamentally absurd and only hurt people. You, it, it, it doesn't work. Exactly, but it, it doesn't it doesn't even work to say that just, oh, life begins at conception, therefore no abortion ever whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Because as I say with the brain-dead person example, we recognize multiple scenarios where you have even a higher level of functioning human being outside that we accept like okay maybe it's time to pull the plug yeah that's a post-birth abortion (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) come on uh senator tommy tuberville who is the senator of alabama one of them he said he was all for the decision of course he Um, was lunatic i think when it was like described to him a little bit more he was like oh well i'll I'll have to take a look at it but he said he was all for the decision katie daniels a member of the susan b anthony pro-life america group which is a, a lobbying group in Alabama that I think was pushing for this decision said, quote, the Alabama court recognized what is obvious and a scientific fact. Life begins at conception. So we've got mainstream figures in politics in support of this decision. It's not just a one-off random decision that somehow occurred from a, I don't know what rogue conservative Supreme court in Alabama. There's also a bill in the house right now that I think Mike Johnson is co-sponsoring. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's some corny respect for life act or something that 126 conservatives have signed onto and signaled support for Mm. conservatives in the house that makes no explicit carve out for IVF. And now when I first read that, I thought, okay, that's weird. This is a new thing that just happened. I wouldn't expect it to, but in 2017, we had, an act sponsored by Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought Rand Paul would be the reasonable conservative here? <laughs> Reproductive Rand rights Paul hero, Rand Paul. Actively carved out exceptions for, I think, uh, like some instances of abortion and IVF. Mm-hmm. So we are going on and we are regressing on these policies. Yeah. And 126 people in the house are saying, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's sick, actually. Yeah. And we're like steps away from what birth control being illegal at well, this point. Yeah. Because this also calls into question plan B. Yeah. Because yeah, plan yeah. B, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know if it prevents the egg from getting fertilized, but like, Come on. Or the, yeah, the abortion pill, right? That would yeah. definitely be illegal at the very least. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's absurd to say, but we're, we're like moments away from masturbation being murder. Oh you know what I God, mean? Oh my God, I know, dude. And like, I think, when are we going to get there? I think I also read that Nikki Haley had her baby by like IVF. Yes, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. <laughs> Many, one in six women have fertility issues. It's a fertility treatment option. It's a, it's a good thing to be accessible. Uh, politically, damn. you'd think this is a, a layup for Democrats, right? 100%. They already started messaging on it, which is like <laughs> a, a, a rare bout of, I don't know, political intelligence, yeah. political strategy Easy to coming dunk through on for them. They instantly started calling out the bill that I just mentioned. They instantly started saying, all Republicans want to fucking get rid of all yeah. of this everywhere. And I support it, man. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, it, they could easily frame this as being uh, a pro-family procedure, which yeah. I think that it is. And if, you know, I, I don't see how in any way this would be good optically for Republicans. At all. No, absolutely not. Bad. Some Republicans have started like distance themselves from it. The insane ones haven't. I also like uh, there's another aspect of this case where the uh, the justices have just been invoking the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, chief, the chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court wrote in his concurrent opinion that human life, quote, cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God who views <laughs> the destruction of his image as an affront to himself. Dog, we're just making fanfic now. Dog, that's crazy. <laughs> First off, like bars in isolation. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> holy shit. What are we doing? Yeah. What, what the fuck are we doing? And that's another thing where it's like, okay, if you're if your politics kind of align with these religious extremists, because to put this in a concurrent opinion is quite literally religious extremism. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be anywhere near official government documents, no matter how much of an opinion it is. You, you're a person in power. Yeah. In, in power, right? You should not be able to do any of this bullshit. Yeah. How are you going to invoke God as like a reason for your decision as a Supreme Court justice yeah. of the state? Like, what are we doing? And here? when you say you're just like a regular person and you hold the same beliefs, you have to be willing to also accept that, like, when the religious extremists that are uh, your kin mm-hmm. decide to get into positions of power and act on that religious extremism, you're going to see the harmful effects of your policy. Yeah, that is like for years now, decades now, Republicans have been fostering this sort of religious extremism. And now, uh, I don't know, some of them are surprised that that people like this justice or, you know, people like Republicans in the House are taking it this far. It's yeah. like you've, you've been making sure there's fertile ground for this shit to grow. This is what you've wanted yeah. for so long. This is what you constantly signal about. It's like how some, like, I guess, establishment Republicans maybe, like the yeah. old guys, John McCain-type Republicans, were upset when uh, Roe v. Wade got overturned because yeah. they wanted it to continue to be a wedge issue that they could rally support for without yeah, actually overturning it. And they wanted it to be the carrot on the end of the stick that they yeah. could kind of guide the base around with, which is what uh, a lot of wedge issues are supposed to be, both for Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats, right? If you ever solve the issue, then you it's off the table for it. you to campaign you on campaign. it. But now that they've solved the issue of abortion, um, it's incredibly unpopular across the country, which we knew that it would be. Uh, or their stance on it is incredibly unpopular, and it's leading to shit like this or other horrific cases, again, when, like, a 14-year-old can't get abortion services, mm-hmm. and the judge is like, well, just wait a little while. We'll figure or it out. a mother in crisis, like in yeah. Ohio, is going to the hospital, and the hospital is actively denying her because they need their ethics panel to debate whether or not they can actually <laughs> yeah. continue with the procedure for eight hours, and she has to go home and end up giving birth It at her home yeah and then she's charged with put it? on trial put on trial in yeah. front of a grand jury like come on yeah it's crazy this is what's happening and in in another instance of kind of uh how the abortion conversation has played out nationally a new report just came out from a uh, seattle times mm. showcasing that idaho's near total abortion ban has resulted in nearly 25 percent of all practicing obstetricians in the state to leave that's oh, wow. a pregnancy doctor yeah, they're fucking gone. They're literally fleeing. Yeah, well, and and not only is that bad, of course, for the doctor who has to relocate, but it's bad for patients. Oh, it's absolutely right? bad like for patients, patients. Can't get access to the medical care yeah. that they need, or that is very useful in ensuring they have a healthy pregnancy. Well, specifically in Idaho, now only twenty-two <laughs> of their forty-four counties have any coverage wow. whatsoever by a certified OBGYN, and eighty-five percent of the remaining physicians are concentrated in the seven most populous counties. As you would expect, right? Yeah, yeah naturally, but still, it's like all right, so we got fifty. 
15% of the obstetricians left in there covering what, 15 counties? Yeah. And you got well, not just 15 counties, located in 15 counties, covering the other fucking 35. Yeah. I mean, and you got to keep in mind that red states are already pretty bad when it comes to like medical interventions Uh uh, and like the health of the citizens generally. Yeah. Enforcing doctors who deal with pregnancy out of the state is is only going to, again, hurt people because that's what these policies lead to is people being harmed. It's how this ostensible pro family policy being Mm -hmm. pro life just ends up being anti-family we also know we covered this i think a year ago there are two hospitals that have completely closed their obstetrics department with a third in serious jeopardy right now and it's it's all culminating in the remaining doctors being overworked compared to the national average in idaho obstetricians on average deliver 107 live births a year compared to the national average of 94 Mm -hmm. what the fuck are we doing imagine going into a hospital for like some pregnancy related issue and they're like sorry we can't help you like yo it's shit or <laughs> what? driving like fucking across three counties to get to your get to the only yeah. hospital with an OBJR and just for your regular pregnancy checkup. Yeah, I hope on the face this is absurd to you, right? Like yeah. the, this idea that you simply can't get access to the care you need in the wealthiest country in the world mm-hmm. because your politicians decided to intervene in a medical practice they know nothing about. But also, even even if that's not enough for you, we have more data out of Idaho specifically. Oh, fantastic. The, uh, the sort of like toxic healthcare environment that these pro-life policies have fostered is having literally devastating consequences for mother and people who are actually trying to start families. Yeah. Maternal mortality in Idaho is worse than 90% <laughs> of the nation. Red state they issue. are in the... 10th percentile of maternal mortality with infant mortality on the rise. Yeah, well, as we would expect, right? Like red states, as I mentioned, red states already have health issues with a lot of their citizenry. Uh, of course, maternal mortality being one aspect of that. Of, co- of course, we would expect it to get worse uh-huh. when, when you remove medical professionals that help the issue. And it's just... OBGYNs, they 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 do pregnancy related things. They're Obstetricians important. are the pregnancy doctor. That's yeah. who you consult for issues with your pregnancy, for care during and even a little bit after your pregnancy. They deliver babies. Mm-hmm. They, they're not just abortion doctors. Like these are important people. They are necessary within your state's medical infrastructure. You need them exactly. You you cannot you cannot be pro family and think that things are turning out well in Idaho. You can't even be pro life in the truest sense of the word and think that things are turning out well in Idaho. Right. It's just it's just not what the data's showing. God, it's fucked. so fundamentally absurd, dude. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, it's it's looking real bad. You think this makes it up to the uh the US Supreme Court? You think we get a national IVF decision? I don't think so. With the with the no? way that pretty much everyone has been trying to distance themselves from these, except for a couple like insane people. Yeah. I, I don't think it makes it that far. Yeah, every Republican, just about every Republican's been tripping over themselves trying to say, like, oh no, I'm I'm in support of IVF. You know, make sure it's safe and But all it's this like kind of that stuff. is conception. You, well, you're, exactly. You're right. the person who comes out and says that life begins at conception, therefore personhood begins at conception and therefore conception carries the same moral weight as a living breathing child exactly well it's either you're morally inconsistent or you create policies that are just damaging to families and people that want to start families uh-huh. you, you can't you can't have it both ways you gotta pick one <laughs> right they want to have their cake and eat it too you can't you can't it's fucking ridiculous but um and i feel like yeah. these just it just it goes to highlight how pro-life policies are explicitly anti-family 
mm-hmm. just anti-family. It's the same thing with um, sex education yeah. and how abstinence-only sex ed is just antithetical to anything that a, a child needs. It's harmful, yeah. It's harmful. It increases child like um, uh, rates of child molestation because they, they don't want to come out and say they've been molested or they don't understand what happened to them. More teens, because teens are, people are going to fuck. People are going to fuck. It's just something that happens. More teen pregnancies. Like, come on, man. This conservative so backwards on so many issues. Yeah, it's real bad. But um, I don't know. Maybe it gets up to the Supreme Court. Uh, if it doesn't, then it seems like this decision is going to stand in Alabama. I don't know what they would do about That's it. Insane. I think the bigger Next place they go is I the think Supreme Court. My bigger worry would be them passing the bill right now in the legislature. Yeah. Well, that thankfully would, that won't pass the Senate, right? Yeah. N- true, true. Um. But yeah, I mean that would certainly be a, a statement of priorities. <laughs> they passed this just massive pro-life bill with no carve out for IVF or any other fertility treatment. That'd be pretty bad. Man. It just doesn't make right, and it, and it highlights how inconsistent their beliefs are. They're talking, and we've highlighted it before too. How if they really wanted to protect families and encourage people to start families, we'd have like a year of paid maternity leave and paid mm-hmm. paternal leave. We'd have uh, f- access to free contraception and this sort of thing, and they don't fund that. But even now, it's even more clear with this decision yeah. that they're coming out against IVF, something that is explicitly uh, pro-family and enables people to have families. It just shows all they want to do is is control women. They don't care about starting families. And they don't care about protecting newborns. It's also just so, so wild how they always just love to invoke science while fundamentally misunderstanding why we need the social sciences yeah. to contextualize why these advancements are good. Or, or ignoring why we need actual science to, like, guide these procedures. Uh, and it's also just the idea that science doesn't exist in a vacuum. There are yeah. applications of science. There's context, social context behind science. Right. That's why I'm consistent when I can be for trans rights and they're not when they appeal to biology. One, mm-hmm. because they're fundamentally wrong on their appeals to biology. And two, because they're, they're just morally inconsistent. Yeah. It doesn't work. Everyone knows 2024, it's an election year, right? You know what else is an immutable fact? Wednesday weenies always lose to the weekly news cycle. You're always behind. This is even more undeniable in 2024. The, the These prime Iowa caucus happening on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Super Tuesday, that's in the name. Yeah. Wednesday weenie, again, in the name. If you want to get ahead of the news cycle, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash head in the office pod. Listen, if you want the news when it happens rather than after it happens, consider becoming a patron. It's a good way to support the show. And it's a good way to stay up to date on everything this year as we deal with this tumultuous election season together. Wear that head in the office patron badge on your sleeve. You can run around always. I'm a patron in the office. I get the news when it happens. (laughs) Back to the episode. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Moving on to something I'm passionate about. Yeah. What do you what do you think of when I say organized retail theft? I think uh, I think uh, all these are these uh, all these targets and Walmart's having to and Walgreens having to close their doors. Think of the poor billionaires, the, the poor billionaires. Yeah. I think uh, I think I think of the shareholders. I, I Me think too. of the shareholders, Me the, too. those whom I'm beholden to. Yeah. And all of the money that's leaving them, bro. Yeah. You I know mean, how expensive it is to maintain a yacht? These crime syndicates. Uh, organized crime, the downfall of the American dream itself. I'm saying, I, I, how how am I supposed to want to aspire to be a big, huge, mega business owner uh-huh. 
when these fucking pores are coming fucking in and stealing pores. shampoo. The uppity the pores uppity that pores don't know their place. Are coming in stealing goddamn Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. You got to earn. Baby formula. You got to earn that. Let's work. Uh-huh. Yeah, we need to lock the baby formula <laughs> in the vitamins behind plexiglass. And we need to understaff the stores so uh-huh. that there's never anyone around who can unlock it. And exactly. you have to wait an extra 15 minutes to get it. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure these uppity pores can't steal anything. Now... Organized retail theft is something I've wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been something that's been in the news for a very long time. Uh, basically ubiquitous th- for the past like decade or so, oh, people yeah. talking about it. But certainly in more recent years, the past couple of years. I want to say like the last two. Yeah, um, some more news had a really good segment that they did on this recently. And uh, Wisecrack, I don't know if you know them. They're yeah. like a YouTube show. Uh, they also had a, a pretty good section on this organized retail crime. But I, I figure we could talk about it on our show. Oh, absolutely. And give it the hit of spin. Come on now. Come on now. Give us some hearty laughter. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what we're known for. Exactly. Well, of course. So for years at this point, we've been hearing from places like Walgreens and Walmart that there is this massive surge in retail theft, right? They're talking about shoplifting and how it's just destroying their profits. They're using it as a gu- like, well, they, they, because of it. Yes. Sorry, let me not get ahead of myself. Because of the retail theft, this massive pandemic, <laughs> the real pandemic, the real pandemic of shoplifting. Yeah. They're having to close down stores in neighborhoods. Yeah. They're having to close down stores in neighborhoods like with minorities in them. Yeah, and and you'll recall back in 2022, the National Retail Federation claimed that about half of the 94.5 billion dollars in loss of inventory in 2022 for retail stores was from what they called organized shoplifting. This is two or more people planning how they're going to hit a store, steal stuff, flip it, and then make money off of what they stole. Such a sick term. Yeah. Organized yeah. shoplifting. Wow. Yeah. Basically, this is retailers and the lobbyists of retailers claiming that half of all shrinkage, which is the corporate term for mm-hmm. loss of inventory, is from organized theft. And conservatives have been fear-mongering about this for a long time. Conservative politicians and political commentators saying, like, you know, Walgreens and Target, they have to leave places like Los Angeles and New York City because they can't manage all the theft that's happening in these Democrat-run yeah, cities. Well, that's kind of the narrative. Uh, Fox News, I feel like every three weeks, loves to post a video of a group of black people going in and, like, stealing clothes off, like, racks yes, and then running yeah. out of them and it's always fox news posting videos of just black people not me saying that it's black mm-hmm. people doing this but because fox news has a race of narrative racist narrative that they want to push when they give walmart justification to pull out of oakland yeah yeah and wasn't it was it breitbart or that had like a tab black that was like crime. black crime yes oh <laughs> my god insane just on its face being racist of course because uh-huh. anytime they talk about crime it's a it's a proxy for racism but also just lying mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh and you might be surprised to hear that the claim that nearly 45 billion dollars worth of goods being shoplifted each year was a lie they made it up it's not true they've been straight up lying to you no no no, on this issue no 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 you mean to tell me the national retail federation lied to me yeah they lied to you and the government uh, and literally and the government and <laughs> yeah. probably perjured themselves. <laughs> yeah. Now, the claim that billions of dollars was being lost to organized retail crime came from this guy, Ben Dugan, in 2021. He's the former president of a lobbying group called, and this is a really cool, comforting name, nice. the Coalition of Law Enforcement and Retail. Oh, <laughs> sounds oh, like an okay, outstanding citizen. Yeah, sounds like sounds like a great guy. The initial claim about $45 billion being lost every year to shoplifting was based on testimony from one guy, 
And then it was oh. spread around after that without scrutiny. You know, Fox News picked it up. Yep. I think, yep. um, I don't know exactly who it was, but there were a couple publications that issued this story that had to issue retractions. Mm-hmm. Like a couple days afterwards, which, yeah. you know, retractions never get as much attention as the thing. Like the cultural waves have already been made. We're already having ripple effects with exactly. it. People posting, again, just videos of people going and stealing shit all over social media saying, mm-hmm. you know... <laughs> As a euphemism. It's an epidemic. It's, it's an, epidemic. an epidemic. In a recent report, the National Retail Federation, that lobbying group I brought up before, retracted the claim that 50% of uh, all inventory losses due to shoplifting, but maintains that shoplifting is still a major issue. Nice. So I, I love the strategy of issuing a false narrative. Well, we saying, lied, oh, but like we it's lied. still a problem. We lied, but like, come on, guys. Like, you really mean to tell me that people should get shit for free? Yeah, come on. Like, I get it. You know, maybe we inflated the numbers a little bit, but <laughs> It's a massive issue. <laughs> Come on. And major retailers, you know, the groups, uh, the, the moneyed interests that uh, this lobbying group represents also echoed these claims with the Walmart CEO even saying that they'd have to close stores across the country if this issue continues. Mm. Even local politicians like Eric Adams were taking action uh, with New York City attempting to implement a no face mask policy when entering stores so that cameras could, you know, capture your nice. face as you walk I in. I love America's Republican mayor, Eric Adams. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a good guy. However, I, once again, it was all a massive fucking lie. I have a quote here from The Guardian. They said, quote, Larger retailers are now conceding that they may have exaggerated the issue of shrinkage. During a January earnings call, January this year, so just a month oh, ago, okay. Walmart, uh, Walgreens then chief financial officer James Kehoe said the company had seen lower levels of shrink in the second half of 2022. The loss of inventory attributed to theft, fraud, and damage was over 3%. Oh, Kehoe also said the shrink rate is roughly down to 2.5% this year. Two and a half percent shrinkage is loss in loss of inventory. Also, you need to keep in mind when they say shrink, they're talking about all manner of inventory loss. We're talking about employee theft. Mm -hmm. We're talking about shoplifting, damaged goods, misplaced goods, mismanaged goods, whatever else. Right. The statistical trick that they pulled was attributing all shrinkage that they recorded to shoplifting and nothing else when really the majority of shrinkage is either employee theft or them just losing stuff i know i know walgreens specifically well they didn't get in trouble because again the story made waves initially i want to say it was about a year ago we might have covered it on this show i remember watching sam cedar cover it at the very least um walgreens announced they were closing stores in democrat run cities conservative picked it up and ran with it said it was because of crime and then walgreens got caught like a month later saying oh they were just the store was underperforming they made it up yeah they just made it up they just lied and these these big ceos have a massive incentive to scapegoat what's really minorities because those are the people that are affected with um issues like this being popular Mm -hmm. because most crime is really just a euphemism to say oh look at look at these minorities being bad they must be inherently evil yeah that's what they run with it and ceos their uh their stake in this is that when they attribute it to shoplifting when they attribute it to crime it takes the onus away from them and that stores individual performance and maybe their performance as a company Mm -hmm. the shareholders won't see that when the shareholders look and they're managing their investment portfolios and they see oh shoplifting shoplifting is the reason why these 
these stores are closing. The, we're not just underperforming. The company's not doing bad. It's just the it's just the radical pores mm-hmm. coming through and taking my yacht money away, and they keep their money invested. Yeah, it is all for the shareholders. Yeah, it's not bad financial decisions. It's not bad decisions about where to locate certain stores. It's not bad like discounting decisions on certain goods. Yeah, it's all because of these uppity pores that keep stealing stuff rather than paying for I it. I can't they're stand lazy. those fucking pores. Right. I have a quote from the L.A. Times that says, "Quote." Big retail chains have been using claims about mob shoplifting to obscure why they've been closing stores in some neighborhoods. Target has attributed closings of stores in Seattle, New York, and San Francisco to crime. Although in some cases, those neighborhoods have been shown to have lower shoplifting rates than locations left open. The real issue, in other words, ah. may be that the retailer made a mistake in locating these stores and is trying to blame local residents rather than its own executive decision making. Hmm. Bad business choices, not crime. Hmm. Maybe the store was just underreporting rather than I don't know droves <laughs> of mothers coming and stealing baby formula. Yeah, maybe maybe that <laughs> yeah. wasn't the issue. <laughs> it's also important to note, kind of to that point. When they fearmonger about theft and shoplifting specifically, they often frame it as like selfish, just for personal profit. And again, a part of like a, a larger organized crime mm-hmm. scheme to make money. But a quote from The Guardian says, quote, organized retail crime tends to target everyday goods available from big retail outlets in favor clothing, health and beauty products, infant products, accessories, houseware, home improvement products, eyewear and office supplies. So in other words, when shoplifting does happen, they're taking everyday items that people use, not items they intend to flip because they don't want to go work a real job. Crazy. And I know, I know like a significant portion of like the shoplifting happens at like self-checkout errors too. <laughs> yeah. Like just like people mistaking something in self-checkout or people trying to get one over on self-checkout, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But also it's like, um, it's a lot easier to have a viral video that gets into people's minds and consciousness and and helps push the culture war when it's a video of three people going in and stealing like 30 Nike techs from a Nike yeah, store. Yeah. It's not as easy to get a video of a single mother not scanning one of the three bags of diapers that she's buying. Right. That's not going to go viral anywhere. People are going to understand that. Also, I'm pretty sure for years, the most stolen item from Walmart was baby formula. Nice. I think we have a broader societal ill than shoplifting if people are stealing baby formula. Mm. I don't think there's a big black market for baby formula out there. I think people are stealing it because they can't afford it or it costs too much money and they're trying to feed their children. (laughs) Call me crazy, though. Call me crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, My theory here is a, a couple of things. First... Uh, companies wanted to cover up the real reason for loss, mismanagement, bad products, Mm -hmm. uh, simply losing inventory. So they lied about it and push out this lie, as you said, to um, convince shareholders that they're not just making bad decisions, but rather there's some outside nebulous criminal force that's taking money away from them. Also, they wanted to to spin a narrative that's favorable for conservatives and therefore good for business because conservatives will give them tax breaks, won't hold them accountable for things like monopolies and harmful uh, working place practices, that sort of thing. Also, if they can spin this narrative that, you know, Democrat-run cities have too much crime, businesses can't stay here, then conservatives will create policies that are friendly to businesses Mm -hmm. and they'll benefit all the more. Uh, And finally... Encouraging a sort of uh, law and order approach to shoplifting from local politicians means more funding for police around retailers unless they have to spend on security. Nice. I love it. I love it when Walmart can not only uh, 
essentially take government subsidies for their workers' wages because they don't pay them enough. They don't give them enough hours to have full-time benefits. So a lot of Walmart employees have to subsist on food stamps. That's yeah. the government subsidizing Walmart's wages. And now they can also have the government subsidize their own security because they lied. Yeah, they just lied. So sick. And I, I just, I gotta say it again, it is so much easier for Fox News to run a headline that's, look at these ignorant 20-somethings stealing a bunch of clothes from a from a American Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than single mothers stole one billion dollars worth of baby formula this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lock them up. We also up. we also know that like punitive measures against shoplifting and other forms of like petty crime don't work to lower crime rates. Yeah, because people aren't doing these just for the hell of it or just to serve some like organized crime syndicate. They're doing it because they don't have a choice. Yeah, uh, or because you know they can't find employment opportunities or their employment opportunities they do have don't pay enough, so they have to steal things. Mm-hmm. Attacking these and uh, attacking shoplifting and kind of trying to crack down with law and order. Maybe it's aesthetically appealing, but it doesn't actually work. And it's also I would really love to see numbers on whether or not this uh this rampant shoplifting is actually doing anything to dent profits that weren't already accounted for. Oh, no, they're still making massive profits. They're fine. All of, not even that, but all of these retailers have a section of their budget accounted for losses due to theft. Yeah. I would love to see if any of this is actually exceeding those losses. Or if they're it's, just, yeah. Lying. Or if they're just using, oh, yeah. it's on the rise. We're, we're yeah. still making more money than we thought, but it's on the rise. Yeah, exactly. So to summarize, uh, don't fall for the lies of businesses when they're saying like, oh, government, please come help us. We can't handle all this organized shoplifting. Oh, no. It's destroying us. It's bad for business. But I don't want to just end on that necessarily, right? Because they've what they've done here is they've spun this narrative to make people afraid they're trying to position themselves as victims. It's, it's sort of all a smokescreen where they're saying, like, look, we're the victims of this organized retail crime. Um, they're putting up, yeah, right, like plexiglass seal in front yeah. of like vitamin C to make people feel as though, to make like the average consumer annoyed and make them feel as though there's like a sort of purge going on. Mm-hmm. When in reality, the largest type of theft in the United States by the, wide margin, what makes up the most amount of value lost is wage theft. Mm hmm. The stealing that's happening in this country, the largest form of theft in this country, is not people stealing from businesses. It is businesses stealing from you, the worker, the employee, in the form of value that they were supposed to pay to you. And look, I'm I'm a Marxist, right? I Uh already think wage labor itself is a form of theft, right? Profit itself is a form of theft. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm saying is the money that they were legally supposed to pay you out as a part uh, as, as a part of an agreement for your employment, they don't pay to you and they keep for themselves. Wage theft is the biggest form of theft in this country. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes unaddressed. Politicians don't talk about it. Fox News yeah. doesn't talk about it. They don't run segment after segment about organized wage theft. No, they're always talking about shoplifting as this massive epidemic. When in reality, again, the largest form of theft is what they take from you every single day. It's, it's unpaid overtime. It's just other issues that they're doing. It's funky time calculations. Taking your tips so away. They, taking your tips away. Yeah. Making you share tips with the managers, shit like that. Yeah, no, it, wage theft is a, a massive problem in this country that never gets addressed, that I'm surprised Democrats don't ever talk about, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, accounts for, for more theft, more loss in value than any other form. And that's why it's morally righteous <laughs> to always ring up your organic bananas as regular bananas that's at the right. register. That's right. It's always good. And that's why time theft is justified at work. Exactly. That's whatever you got to do. 100%. And then if you if you get caught with the bananas, it, like if you get caught with the, not saying that happened to me one time, 
time. I said, oh, my God, I forgot. I didn't oh, even shit, realize. my bad, dog. My bad. It's been a rough day, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyways, if you, uh, if you see more news segments about how shoplifting is at an all-time high and how these companies, you know, think of the poor billionaires and the, and the, yeah. uh, the shareholders – just know they're uh, they're probably lying to you because they lied about this for years and got away with it, mm-hmm. and now basically nothing is happening to them. God damn! Man. That's not to even talk about like the massive amount of tax fraud that happens or other forms of business fraud that like white collar criminals just get away with, especially all the time. with these massive fucking corporations where you yeah. just you just physically cannot keep track of everything. Mm-hmm. It is literally impossible. Yeah, yeah. So that wraps up this section. Um, and just know. Your neighborhood's not being run by a crime syndicate. Absolutely but not. But maybe we're interested in starting a crime syndicate. Maybe there should be some organized retail. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe there should be some. Maybe we should get all the single mothers of the country exactly. to get together and, you know, steal all the fo- baby formula. Maybe we could run a little scheme oh. and in the end get discounted prices for the working man. You know what oh. I'm saying? Look, they've been fear-mongering about organized retail crime for a long time now. Let's show them what organized Let's retail organize crime looks it. like. <laughs> Let's show them what crime syndicates can actually do, exactly. huh? Strike some fear into the heart of a suburban white family. Into the, into the hearts of the shareholders. Exactly. Woo-hoo. We'll make the Waltons really feel it. Yeah. No more lying on our behalf. That's my fiduciary responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, South Carolina election happening on today actually we'll get results tonight that's so february 24th upsetting. the one time it happens on a fucking saturday that's what i'm saying uh, we won't have those results um i'm guessing people are going to be dunking on nikki haley that'll be a lot of fun we'll get to it next episode. i wonder i wonder what the what the over under is on nikki haley just dropping out tonight i i think she's probably going to stay until super tuesday until super tuesday i hope huh. so uh, because that'll give us something to talk about after Super Tuesday. I hope she stays in until Super Tuesday. I'm saying, yeah, we, we need some, uh, uh, you know, we're just like the rest of the media. We got to milk this election for everything it's worth. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's it, frankly, it's been a hard election to milk. Yeah. It's been a yeah. really hard election to milk. The results were pretty much set in stone before we went in there. And Trump won't even debate. And Trump won't even fucking talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. And apparently he got mad at the RNC just for hosting debates in general. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it will be, it would be pretty sick if, if by and took him up on his early debate offer though that would be good oh, that was two nice. old men going at it Man. trump with the high top sneakers winning the black vote according to that fox yeah News anchor. winning the black vote <laughs> absolutely absolutely so look forward to uh some some conversation on those results next week unfortunately not on this episode not on this episode. big no, rip no, 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 no. i guess some like little extra news did you see the clip of uh we haven't talked about israel and gaza this episode True, there haven't yeah. been many major updates i don't think but People there was dying. one update domestically okay. that was kind of fucking insane it was a clip i can't remember what senator or congressman it was do you know what i'm talking about Mm-mm. some some protester like approached them and was like talk like my tax dollars like i've been seeing videos of like palestinian children their bodies being like dismembered like yeah. my tax dollars are going to this what do you have to say about this you know what this motherfucker said what said we should just kill them all oh my he was God. frustrated and just dropped we should just kill them all oh i think Brother. i might have heard of this it was a republican yeah yeah you you you, Jeez. you one should never do that when there's an actual genocide going on but like that style of just kind of not engaging with i guess like interlocutors or people who are antagonizing you only works when you're somebody who isn't 
who doesn't have a position of power who could stop it. Mm-hmm. If if it was just like a, you're a regular fucking conservative in your life that was like, oh, we should just kill them all, blah, 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 because they're frustrated and they don't want to talk anymore. That's one thing. This is a person in a position of power yeah. who is actively voting to kill more Palestinian kids. And your response when there's like an international conflict happening can't just be kill them all. Absolutely not. It doesn't no matter, matter who you are. Happening. I'm, obviously, it's just so much worse when you have a position of power in yes. that conflict. Yes. Oh like, my what the fuck are you God, doing? Why? God. Why is this like allowed yeah man the zionists are just on something else man oh my god <laughs> Holy shit. we're getting like slightly closer and closer to biden maybe like forcing a ceasefire upon israel after like fucking five months of uh-huh. civilians being after murdered. five months of people begging and now we got republicans coming out and being like no actually yeah, let's keep going no actually this is great for us i, yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore i guess let's they're being consistent well holy yeah. yeah you know what moral consistency yeah. that's what it's Spe- all about speaking of um politicians running into protesters and doing something unhinged I don't know if you saw this. I think it was in Indiana. Okay. There was um, like a, a gun reform protesters at the state capitol, and they walked up to a Republican who was pro-gun, Yeah. and they were talking to him about how, you know, there's been shootings in Indiana, and we need to restrict guns and this sort of thing. And it was like a, it was a group of younger people, and they were saying like, yeah, we need gun reform. And in response, oh, no. dude moves his coat and just brandishes his firearm. <laughs> And he's like, does this not make you feel safe? And they're like, no. Safe? Yeah. <laughs> we just antagonized you and you showed a fucking gun to me. Yeah, Why like would he, I feel safe? He moved his, his coat to reveal that he's, you know, open carrying right now. And they were like, what the fuck, dog? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's like a threat. I'm pretty, I'm, isn't it, is it not illegal to just brandish a weapon like that? I don't, well, Indiana, you know, <laughs> maybe not there. But his, what he was trying to do is say like, look, I'm a responsible gun carrier and there's not a mass shooting happening look, right I'm now. I'm a responsible gun carrier. Don't you fucking cross the line. <laughs> yeah, that's how it comes across, <laughs> you right? fucking uppity protester. Yeah, come and take it. <laughs> that shit was, it was crazy to me. God damn. I, I can't imagine being that unhinged. Yeah. I can't imagine acting like that. <laughs> and it's it's not just that. It's like you got kids here who may, maybe maybe they were school shooting survivors or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but you got e- either way, students that are coming and protesting and trying to talk to their representatives. Wait, like, like minors? Were they like, we talking like high school kids? I think or like they might have been high school nah, kids. Nah, that's crazy. I don't know exactly. I, I can't imagine a 16 year old coming up and say they're just being annoying to me. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like either way, regardless of who they are, they're coming up and like sharing their concerns as as constituents right citizens and you just debate them right there (laughs) what are we doing like only republicans do this shit too democrats don't do this shit democrats pretend to listen at the very least but this dude just (laughs) moves his coat to the side and whips out his fucking block i feel so safe right now yeah his fucking (laughs) cursed tool on his hip oh my god uh yeah politicians gotta love them gotta love them really good news this week i don't know what we'd do without them I don't know. We'd fall apart. I have a regular job. Yeah. Speaking of people I can't live without. Oh, my God. It's time to get to the list of our wonderful, beautiful, beautiful patrons. Holy. Some of them angel investors even, mm-hmm. dare I say. Yeah, and you yeah. can join this list of great people by going to handtheoffice.com. So Patreon, you know what to do. But I got to. I got to give their, give their, uh, give them their flowers. Give them know? their flowers. I mean, they've ascended to a new plane of existence. Exactly. They're godlike. Oh my God. Absolutely. The Imperians, they've, they've, they've helped. They, we've heralded them to ascension. Yeah, what can I say? I'm just, uh, you know, I, I'm helping them cross the river Styx. Uh-huh. I'm the ferryman, bro. Come on. Uh huh. When fucking, when when fucking uh, Gideon the All Knowing said, "You no tarnished, you can't kill a god." These are the gods that he was talking about. Exactly, and he can't kill them. And he cannot kill a god, bro. Starting mm-hmm. with Caden Kraut, 
Lord Tau the Radiant, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, 40% Spite, Dylan B, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Mattias T, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Mark Yeager, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Rich Toro, Tari, Gavin Mayer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vezquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Jeff Muzzy, Bagel Burrito, Cincy Alex, Joe Stenstrom, Adrian Sandoval, Chloe Sam 601, Colleen Cuts, Veryuk, Jennifer DeVoe, Big Bird Titty, Crawfishing, Benneth Bennington, the third, Alexia Benanti, Niche, Big Booty Beatdown, Sam Maloney, Two-Headed Boy, Ben Shapiro's Boyfriend, Jonathan Cassis, Luke O'Shea, Cucker Darlson, Danielle Jackson, The Word of Microsoft, Jennifer Signs, Aaron and His Gundam Gundams, Darth Father, Tailored for Content, Corey Chambers, Sewer Snack, Elian, John Glover, Devin Hatchard, Retro Mondo, Emma the Dude Slayer, Veronica, Veronica, aka V, Raxon, Ash Smith, The Grottler, Flower Clown, Beetlebugs, Murder in a Trench Coat, Lonnie Rogers, Slavic and Sapphic, Casey Lynn Kelly, Snake Eyes, and Hope of Giants. AK Gone, Aquana Donzek, Lantian, Info Russell, Austin Greif, Marcus Corbett, Caleb Roper, Taylor Renslack, Ishi Teddy, Cammy, Tylen Freeman, Steak Daddy, Tay Tay, Isaac Hodges, Madeline C, Pab the Pab 69, Kayla Lowe, Anna Valenic, Eduardo Diaz, Casey C, Say Yes to Wes, August, Particular Pickman, Sir Capalot, Jeff Sines, Howard the Duck, Brennan is Egg, JR, Drew Batchilder, Froggy Gumdrop, Zen doing their best, Jackie Boy, Shameless, Coherent Babbles, Sasha, MJ is Sharp, Michaela Muncy, The Wallace 3000, Southwest Socialism, Jared Finch, Evil Vegan, Tactical Snowflake, Son of Ander, Vanilla Bryce, Willie Swags, Chris E, Kishan Lala, Amanda R, Hanky Panky, Tyler J, Damian Blues, Real Nurse RN, Ashley White, Dick Cheney and Three Inch Heels, Lalo Valesco, Particulon, Memfrez, and my mom. Thank you all so much for supporting Amazing. the show on Patreon. Amazing, wonderful people. We couldn't do it without you. Oh, I would not be here today without you. Mm-hmm. And if we start... Uh, losing our shareholder value, mm-hmm. I will also blame it on the uppity pores. Just so you don't think I've done something wrong. Well, because we haven't. Exactly. Yeah. And it's we the never will. It's yeah. always the radical pores. The radical pores. You know, people say eat the rich, but there's more poor people than there are rich. I'm saying people. eat the rich and what? Starve? Yeah. I, I want to subsist. Eat the poor. There's more of them. I want to thrive. I don't want to survive. I, I want to thrive. Exactly. I want to thrive. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a great week.